0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hooray for Hollywood!
1: This is Brett Welcome to another edition of On The List. Today's Wednesday, June 19th, 2013. It's episode number 24. My guest today here in the studio with me is a talented young actor. Uh, He's the star of a new movie called The Bling Ring, which just so happens to currently be the number one movie in limited release. Israel Broussard. What's up, Israel? What's up, man? How's it going? Uh, Going well. Thanks for having me on. Welcome to the podcast. So before we get started, I just have to say that this is the first podcast episode we've done in a couple months for a few reasons. Uh, first, we're in the process of renovating the studio over here at 9000 Sunset. It's still about a month away from being completed, uh, but when it is, we're going to start incorporating video with the podcast, which should be really cool. Uh, we're also rebranding the whole podcast network, so we'll be revealing the new name of the network shortly. On the list, we'll stay the same. Uh, and also, another reason for the little hiatus is I've been traveling a lot before the summer. Uh, since the last podcast, I went to Disney World in Orlando for a week. Uh, my parents and my sister and my brother-in-law and my nephew and nieces, uh, they were all going there on vacation from Jersey. So I flew out from LA to join them for a week and I had a blast. If anyone hasn't been to Disney World in a while, go with your kids or your nieces or your nephews because it's very fun to experience it through their eyes. had a great week. Um, also, I took a trip to Nashville last weekend for the wedding of my good friends, Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler. It was my first time in Nashville. I had so much fun. I really got to explore the city. Um, And Kristen Cavallari is going to be an upcoming guest on the podcast. Hopefully we can make it happen in July, uh, the next time she's in L.A. Uh, And then we can talk to her all about how much fun we had at the wedding and what's going on in her life. She's got a lot going on lately and also uh, at the beginning of this month my dad came to town to visit for a week which was great and um, one of the things I want to mention that we did was we went to the Stanley Kubrick exhibit at the LACMA and it's so awesome it opened in November it only runs until June 30th so only a few more weeks if you haven't had a chance to go see it out make sure you do before it closes it's got the props and the costumes and tons of behind the scenes stuff from all of his movies The Shining, A Clockwork Orange, 2001 A Space Odyssey the list goes on I highly, highly recommend checking it out But I have not forgotten about On The List, and now we're back, and this is our first episode of the summer, and we've got some catching up to do. There's lots of summer movies out there which we'll talk all about, um, one of which I already mentioned, The Bling Ring. I saw the movie last Friday. It opened in limited release, as I said, uh, in New York and L.A., five theaters, and I really liked it, and as soon as I finished seeing it, I emailed your manager, who's a good friend of mine, Chris Dennis, at Underground, uh, and I told him, I'm like, I've got to have Israel on the podcast to talk all about the movie. So, here you are. All
0: right. Sweet, sweet. And he's, Chris is being a little shy right now. He's actually sitting right next to us. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> We're trying to
1: create the illusion that it's just the two of us. But maybe your manager's in the room, too. Oh, maybe. Um, Might be. <laughs> uh, but the movie, so the movie comes out this Friday. Wider yes. release? Or wide release? Or uh, what's I, the plan for it? I believe it's nationwide. Really? Yeah. It's Friday.
0: So, it, it, I'm not sure when it's going international. Um, right. But...
1: No, I know my uh, my family back home in Mississippi are, are going to go see it. So Well, I think everyone's going to go see it. <laughs> um, but so it comes out everywhere this Friday, June 21st. Everyone's got to go see this movie. Um, so you and I have hung out a bunch of times. I always run into you with Chris at different movie premieres, and it's very Hollywood of us. Um, yes. And now uh, it's your movie. I remember every time I saw you, Chris would mention, like, your movie was on the horizon, and here it is. So it must be a very exciting time for you right now.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been pretty exciting. It's been an experience, um, that's for sure. But. No, it's, it's still new to me. So I'm uh, working out the kinks, uh, getting used to it all. Yeah. It's a slow
1: process. I'm sure. But yeah, but I mean, think about this. Like, you're 18 years old, right? Correct. Lead in the movie. Yes. You are the lead. <laughs> but also, it's not just that. You're the you're the man in the movie, because it's you and a cast of just pretty girls. Pretty much. Yeah, that was nice. That yeah. Was nice. I didn't realize that until I saw the movie, that you were the guy. Well, it was, you know, I, it
0: didn't really hit me until, you know, after we finished filming. I saw it. <laughs> A yeah. lot of things didn't help me until I, I saw the movie. Really? Um, no. People started asking, "What was it like filming with all girls?" And I grew up with three older sisters. Right. Um, so I guess I guess that's how I got used to it. But no, it was nice uh, spending so much time with three girls that aren't my siblings. So we're right. actually getting along. We're not fighting. Is everyone the same age? Or are you all pretty much eighteen years old? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I, I th- Actually, I think right now we all are eighteen, except
1: for Emma, right? Who's like twenty-one or twenty-two, right? Emma Watson of Harry Potter fame. Correct, correct. How <laughs> was that? Did, were you a Harry Potter fan? Have you seen the movies? I still haven't seen Harry. Really? Potter or okay. read or read the books. Yeah. Really, I haven't read the books, but I've seen all the movies. But wait, was she attached first? How did that How did
0: that work? Um, I'm not sure. All I know is that Katie and I got on, and I think it was a couple of months later that uh, Emma signed on to. Oh, okay. It. Um, but yeah. When when Katie and I got on board, there was no script. Um, so I think maybe that played in with, uh, you know, the the time it took to finish casting everybody. Oh, okay. Leslie and Katie and plays Rebecca, place. right? Correct, yeah.
1: And so you guys are, are you co-leads? I guess she's the one who kind of brings you into the world. What's cool about your character, Mark, is that you're the audience. You're us because we go in there. You're the new kid in town, and you take us into this crazy world with these crazy girls. I guess so, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um so that's why it's like your journey and we all kind of go on it with you. Um so I want to say so it's in five theaters right now. As I said it's number one it made 210,000 this weekend and which averages 42,000 per theater, which is a lot for a limited movie. And um it's number 21 out of every single movie out there during the summer movie season with only five theaters. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's that's, that's pretty sweet. It's awesome. Um and so movie's written and directed by Sofia Coppola. Yes. Daughter of Francis Ford Coppola. yeah, Who made the Godfather movies. I mean, yes. you're very young, <laughs> but you realize sort of the legend of the, that family, right? Oh, of course.
0: You know, I didn't when I got onto this, but I, I do realize now. Actually, I'm afraid to go in revolving doors
1: um, since <laughs> I saw the Godfather. Book. Right. So you got to <laughs> be careful. No, but you have the Coppolas on your side, so I think you're okay.
0: Yeah, I think if uh, if anybody tried to mess with me, I just, you know, pick make up a, the phone. Make a phone call. Yeah. Um,
1: had you seen Sofia Coppola's other movies?
0: Uh, no, I... I, when I you know, met up with her the first time. I started looking into her, and then I watched *Somewhere*. I watched *Lost in Translation*, *Virgin Suicides*.
1: Right. Um, She's probably most well-known for *Lost in Translation*. Yeah. I would say Bill Murray, Scarlett Johansson.
0: Yes, yes. That was a. I like *Lost in Translation*. Yeah. But my favorite was *Somewhere*. Um, I just felt like I adapted to that and related to that more than I did to her other ones. Yeah, and that's
1: I, similar to *Bling Ring* in that it takes place in L.A. Yeah. It takes place at the Chateau Marmont.
0: Yeah, I, I loved how in the moment it was, um, yeah. and Steven Dorff was just amazing in it.
1: Yeah, Stephen Dorff's great in that movie.
0: Yeah, I'm, I got to meet him the other day. That was that was pretty Oh, sad. really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Through, was he at the Bling Ring premiere? Or, yeah. Oh, he was? Yeah. What was that like? What was the L.A. premiere like? Oh, it was a lot of fun. My my mom and my little brother were there, um, along with the
0: lady I there, with Pat, who's also in the movie. She plays the judge. Oh, uh, right. Um, and, yeah, you know, it was nice having uh, my family there, and it was nice finally
1: kicking it off. Uh, For real, you know Right Well, Um, let's talk about the first premiere Of the movie Which was at the Cannes Film Festival Yeah I mean, that's a huge deal I mean, everything We're going to be talking About today Is kind of how It's all a really big deal But um, that's huge To have your first Leading role in a movie Premiere at the Cannes Film Festival Yeah, you know I'm not sure how I feel about that Because (laughs) Oh, it's like Where do you go from here? Exactly (laughs) Right Um, I wish I would have Gone to like Sundance Or something like that Before, you know well, I think because it had the writer-director it had, it didn't it didn't need to be a Sundance movie almost, you know? It almost had yeah. that pedigree already, so it can, it's one of those things that now, with the street cred of Sofia Coppola, can just go straight to Cannes, you know? Yeah, I see what you mean there. And it's also, like, you know, it's glitzy and glamorous, and it's about that whole life, the whole Paris Hilton lifestyle. Right. So I think it fits. And then uh, a bunch of jewels got robbed in Cannes while we were there. Really?
0: Yeah, on the night of the premiere. Really? Yeah. It wasn't us. I mean, we've got no, alibis. It, it couldn't now. have been you. You were but, there.
1: There's photographic evidence that it wasn't, wasn't you guys well, really, I mean going you... through customs, I was a little nervous, because oh, <laughs> they were going to check to see if you owned owned it did you have the Louis Vuitton luggage or not
0: uh did I no I didn't then I had a big duffel bag, so it was nice only carrying one bag like this thing' was huge, like right, you
1: know you could fit bodies into it <laughs> <laughs> it was big, but you weren't no, you not that. at all, but um so, let's talk about the movie. So, for anyone who might not know the true story, could you sum up, how would you sum up the true story that it's based on and then sort of the bling ring version of the actual events? Do you think it's an accurate portrayal or it's kind of its own story? Well, I mean, I'm going to start off by saying we don't know the truth, and I guess we never will. Right. You never know who's lying. Right. Um, this is Sofia Coppola's interpretation of actual events. Well, right. this
0: is Sofia's interpretation of... Uh, Nancy Joe Sales' inter interpretation
1: right. of, Vanity- the right. of the actual right. There's a Vanity Fair article. Uh, the suspects were Louboutins. The suspects wore Louboutins. Yes.
0: Okay. In um, Vanity Fair, and yeah, I think this is it. I think
1: the article and the movie kind of stick together fairly well. Okay. Um, so I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, I would think Nancy Joe Sales is is pretty accurate when she writes those Vanity Fair pieces. It's definitely not oh, yeah. fiction. You know.
0: Oh yeah. Um, we did kind of take it on more of a, a fiction. Route. Okay, um, but basically, in a nutshell, these kids um, kind of psychotic. Uh, just rich, bored. Nothing do you to think do. they're psychotic? A little bit. I mean, it, they did take things to the next level. They, they okay, they're definitely the kleptomaniacs. Yeah, and <laughs> definitely Rebecca in this film. I mean, you could, yeah. <laughs> you could see it in her eyes. Right. Um, Interesting. But so these kids were—they were bored. They were rich. Nothing else to do. Um, my character, Mark. Uh, He's going back to school, um, uh, alternative school, um, coming from homeschool. And um, he meets up with Rebecca, and, you know, he's lonely. He needs to be accepted. He's kind of this kid in the classroom right? Uh, that's in the corner all the time. And uh, Rebecca kind of sweeps him up. And uh, Why do you think okay. she does
1: that? I was trying to think about it. Is it because he's vulnerable and he's... Someone that you know she knows will take to her pretty quickly because you need somebody? yeah, I think she needed just like a sidekick, right, um,
0: and you know she saw the opportunity to uh, take me under her wing, and <laughs> yeah. she she called me and picked me up and did she not have real friends, any real friends really or i think uh, I think she had friends, but nobody she can
1: manipulate um, to that her way. desires yeah exactly. Um, so the true events that it's based on took place two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Correct. So it basically is the movies. The movie is two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Does it play with the timeline a little bit? I feel like Sofia Coppola took some liberties there. A little it. bit. I think we made it. We made it a little more modern. Yeah. Um,
0: definitely with like. Uh, the amount of social media that's in it.
1: Right. Well, that's the thing. Well, actually, Facebook in the movie, though, looked like how Facebook looked back then. They didn't use yeah. the timeline. So I was happy with that. I'm so OCD that I was like, <laughs> everything needs to be exactly how it was in 2008, 2009. So like, I got thrown off a little by like, the M.I.A. Bad Girl song because I was yeah. like, that wasn't out back then. And they, you know, they're singing along to it in the car. So I feel like, I felt like, but I felt like so it was Sofia Coppola's uh, loose interpretation of that time period. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think, uh,
0: and... Again, you know, she's trying to make it uh, as fiction as possible so right. these kids don't get any more
1: fame. Well, that was the thing. To. So she changed all the names yeah. so that if she could have easily just used their real names. Because you are yeah. playing real people. But, she, right, she didn't want them to become more famous. Which is, you know, I mean, they are getting so <laughs> well, more attention. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> right. So what's happening is there's a movie about them, and everyone knows it's not their names. But, but I mean, I, I could see how it is. Like, if Emma Watson was playing Alexis, suddenly Alexis becomes right. more famous. And it's better that they just changed the name. It was Nikki, right? Yeah So it's just it, it doesn't make a difference In terms of the story But I guess I can see what we don't help was them doing. <laughs> Exactly <laughs> in right? The process Well that's what's so amazing too Is because So these kids are Robbing people's houses And we'll get more Into detail on that But they I don't think At any point They thought they were Really going to get caught I think they thought That these people Are so rich They have so much stuff They won't even notice so I do think the kids at any point knew they were going to get caught, kind of wanted to get caught, because then there's part of me that thinks they admired the way Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton would walk into these courtrooms with all these cameras. They kind of enjoy it when it happens to them. So I'm wondering if do they feel like they achieve the fame of Lindsay and Paris when they get notoriety. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think maybe a little after you know after the fact, they may have thought that. But for the most part, I'd say these kids were just so caught up in these celebrities' lives. Um, and... You know, they had access to them. They were very connected with them just by terms of uh, Facebook and, and Twitter. and Right. And the um, clubs. You've seen them out when you go to the clubs. Exactly. And so, I mean, it re- it's really easy to find Paris Hilton's house and all these celebrities' houses. Right. So another thing is, like, why, why not? You know, we're not harming anybody. Like you said, they've got so much stuff they're never going to notice. Right. So... I mean, really, they go in there just looking to have fun and looking to live like a celebrity. Right. And kind of step into these celebrity shoes. And, you know, I, I don't think they
1: were thinking they were doing anything harmful like besides invading these people's privacy. Right. But it's almost like they didn't think of it as, like, human beings. It was just celebrities. Yeah. And and they didn't break in, either. They didn't, like, break in the window or, like, you know, they, they would find the key under the mat, and they'd know when, you know, Paris was hosting a party in Vegas. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they... Yes, they were breaking in, but they were very calculated and kind of doing it almost in a, in like I um, I don't know, like in a, a way, in a way that's almost like, well, it's your fault for leaving the key under the mat. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. And again,
0: I mean, these kids were just pumped up with adrenaline and yeah. when, when it started going downhill, I think they were like, all right, we're just gonna, you know, go with the flow and make this as cliche as possible. Right. Know? And that's when they got decked out and get the, all the, the tux and the big sunglasses.
1: Right. And they really started to look like little celebrities. Like oh, when yeah. they would go out in the, on the street or go to school or go on Robertson wearing the clothes that they stole, they started really taking on the confidence and, you know, everything that comes with being a starlet or a celebrity.
0: Yeah, I mean, even on Facebook, you know, posting all this stuff and everybody right. knowing they're they're breaking into Paris house. Right, they're, they're
1: leaving. Right, well, they didn't say we broke into the house, but they'd pose with items that they right. stole. but they'd but brag the, about it at the exactly. parties and
0: whatnot. And, you know, they... they kind of
1: had their own fan club right on facebook along with, with their friends so um, they never really thought about the consequences of posting that did no. they just not think it was going to catch up to them is that what you learned when you were preparing for it i i think so yeah um you know
0: people don't think twice about what they post on facebook or twitter right um
1: i do but yeah i mean I, I do as well, <laughs> but, no, but sometimes you'll see people's statuses. You're like, what compelled them to write that? Like right. they just needed to get it out of their system. And a lot of times, I mean, they
0: they type something and people just misunderstand what they said. Like, like if I said, "Man, I'm so bored right now," you know, what's there to do? you would be right. like, "Man, I'm so bored right now. What's there to do?" Like, there's different. Uh, oh yeah, ways levels. to read it. Yeah, right. exactly. And then
1: other people would complain, like, "Why is that kid so bored?" Yeah, he's I, starring in a movie right now. He's nothing to be bored about. <laughs> I think it just.
0: It's just a big miscommunication, and um, people don't realize that, and so they just throw whatever on there. Yeah, I was
1: really surprised that they posted those pictures with the, um, with the items they stole. Yeah. especially some of the stuff that's one of a kind or really hard to get. You know.
0: Yeah, you know, and, you know, they think it's all right because their their profile is private. But right. Like, it's not really private. Somebody can see it, it right. Yeah. And anyone
1: can grab a picture and do anything they want with it. Once yeah, it's and, out there, it's out there.
0: And, like, phones. Like, you just pick up your friend's phone, and you've got all her friends, too. You know, you look <laughs> right. on whatever, you know? <laughs> right.
1: That's true. So, Mark, let's talk about Mark. Um, like I said, he's not only the lead, but the story is told from his point of view. He's based on a real guy. Um, what was the real guy's name? Uh, Nick Pruko. Nick Prugo. Nick Prugo. Yeah. right. So he's based on Nick. Now, did you—so you're playing a real person, but how did you approach that? Did Sophia Coppola have you watch videos? Because I felt like Emma Watson really captured that Alexis Nyer's character because she was on a reality show called Pretty Wild on E! So people really knew the Alexis character more and her mom, and Leslie Mann nailed it with the mom. And so, But people really didn't know the other characters. Like We never really saw Nick Prugo on a reality show or anything. So did you watch tapes of him? Did you interact with him? How did that play out?
0: Well, I never actually met him, um, and I still haven't. Oh, really? At, yeah, at the... At the beginning of the project, I would have said no if, if they would have given me the opportunity because... Really? I, uh... Most of the information I got from him was like a TMZ video of him dancing <laughs> to drop it low, which is something... Oh, that's in the movie. Yeah, which, which is something we <laughs> recreated. Yeah,
1: that's pretty cool, actually, that part. That's funny.
0: Um, you know, I saw the the police records and some, uh, you know, video footage from the houses, and I didn't really get into Nick Prugo's life too much. Um, right, right. I kind of just stuck with his, uh, you know, lack of self-confidence and vulnerability. Right. Like, did she
1: ever say that the Mark character, like, make Mark your own character?
0: Well, I mean, she talked me through it, uh, and we kind of just... At the time, I didn't know I was going to be so sympathetic in the film. Like, I didn't know Mm -hmm. I was going to pull so much sympathy. Yeah, you
1: are super sympathetic in the film. She kind of
0: just let me do my thing, and um, I, you know... I guess I came up with these sad scenes depressing scenes yeah um and yeah she didn't have to do much I kind of I guess I just took it back to when I was like in second grade right um, elementary school it was it was a tough time growing up you know lack of friends and whatnot so I think I just went back uh, to those days where I didn't really have an escape or anybody to talk to. Right. Um,
1: And so, yeah, a lonely kid might gravitate towards this fun group, not caring, like, if what they're doing is right or wrong. It's just they accept you. It's actually similar to Perks of Being Wallflower, which was another Emma Watson movie. You know, lonely kid gets involved with, like, a different kind of crowd just because they accept him. And I think that's why your character is so sympathetic, because we're like, he just found a group that he fits in with and that likes him and that includes him, you know. so. I think that's where that came from with the Mark character. Um, Let's talk about booking the role of Mark. So (laughs) I'm actually friends with Courtney Bright and Nicole Daniels who cast the movie. I worked with them. I was Brett Ratner's assistant on Rush Hour 3 and Courtney and Nicole were the casting associates to Ronna Kress who cast Rush Hour 3. So I worked with those girls every day and we always talked about when I'm directing and their casting directors will work together. So definitely want to work with those girls again. And Sofia Coppola has worked with them. They worked on Somewhere with her. They did that and now Bling Ring. And they're you know, she's really bringing them up with her. And so they discovered you, right, for this role?
0: Yeah, they, uh, this was a weird audition process. Like, uh, usually, you know, you go in, you read some scenes from the script, and, uh, you go out and you wait and see if they call you back. Right. Um, but this one was, you know, put yourself on tape talking about yourself for a minute and a half.
1: And, uh... Well, who told you to do that? You're, you get that from your agent or manager? They're like, there's this movie, The Bling Ring, there's no script yet. Yes. Talking about yourself for 90 seconds? There was no name at the time. Um, but you knew it was based on the real. No. I? Oh, nothing. Not yet. You not just yet. knew this is a Sophia Coppola project. Yeah. High school student. Correct. Really. So I, uh, I
0: sent in a video of me talking about you know myself, my background, what I like to do. What, Actually, what are my
1: parents like. I found the transcript of what you said. Oh, really? Yeah. Online, if you want to read it here, All you right, can recreate where... your 90 second. Do you see it on there? Oh gosh. This is what you repeated. I think this is what you said. This is from an interview. Um, This is the 90-second monologue that got you the part in the bling ring. Wait, (laughs) where'd you get this? Okay.
0: (laughs) I'm Israel Broussard. I come from Gulfport, Mississippi. I'm 18 years old. My birthday is in August. I'm uh, Leo Virgo Cusp. I take pride in that. Uh, There's not much to do in my hometown. You basically hang out with your few friends and go mud riding in trucks. I wasn't much into fishing
1: or hunting or anything like that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This isn't... This is an interview I did. This isn't... No, my but, but I think that's you repeating... They asked you to redo this, the 90-second monologue. Oh, oh, word. Okay, yeah. So that's it, right?
0: No, this isn't specifically it, but this is uh, this Paraphrasing is yourself? Yeah. <laughs> this is... Um, no, cause I was 17 when, when I filmed that. So I was like, 18 years old. That doesn't... That's not oh,
1: right. That's right. You're 18 now.
0: Um, but yeah, should I keep reading it? If you
1: want, I, yeah. Or you could just sort of explain it, how All that right.
0: worked. Because I've
1: never heard that before. I've never heard of someone getting a movie role just making a video talking about themselves.
0: I know. It was weird, and it was out there, actually. So when I went to meet with uh, Sophia and Courtney and Nicole, I didn't really know what to expect. Right. Um, So (laughs) I go in there, and we start talking about myself again. Um, And then I think they give me a, a sheet of sides from the script, which I didn't know at the time. Still hadn't been written yet. Right. Um, and I read the read the sides, and I think I went back once or twice more, and then um, I went home for the holidays, and they called me back out. So I met with uh, Katie and Harris Savides. Right. And we did a chemistry read and a camera test, um, and that's when I figured out, you know, what I was getting into. Uh, and Sophia showed me the Vanity Fair article.
1: Oh, that's cool. That's cool um, that they waited until after that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it was just a very delicate process they were going through, right? right. So they wanted to be sure. Did you they... see
1: other kids in the room that were playing there to play Mark? No,
0: and that was the weird thing. It was like each time I went in, I was the only one. So it was very, it, it was a very different casting process. Um, but that's think, cool. Yeah. That must have felt good, though. You
1: sort of felt like it was yours. <laughs> yeah, kind of. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah, it was fun. And so Courtney and Nicole, yeah, I actually talked to them today. I was like, "You guys should come on," but they're casting their next project, so they couldn't. Oh, word! But um, but they like send us the link after. So they're big <laughs> fans of yours, and I think they're actually getting a lot of attention for this movie because they did discover new faces, and there's so many in just one movie. You know right. that I think um, a lot of that goes back to getting credit, giving credit to the casting directors. Well, good. They they're kind of that. I know yeah. they're kind of unsung heroes of movies. People think the director just picks who they want. But there's a long process before it even gets to the director to make those choices. Right. Um, so I thought that was really cool, and I was very excited for them. They got to go to Cannes too for the festival. Yeah, which was awesome. It was very exciting. Um, I shouted them out after I saw the movie. They both need to get on Twitter. They don't have it. But I, I know. Sh- like, I shouted them out. I don't know. Courtney right, and Nicole. If you're they're going to listen to this. Yeah, I yeah, think it's good yeah. for their. It's good for their business to get on there everyone can shout him out Brighton Daniels I know everybody follow Brighton Daniels Brighton Daniels casting. <laughs> yeah um, actually I also uh, when I after I saw the movie I wrote some tweets about it and Audrina Patridge replied to it because I'm does. friendly with her and she wrote she, goes, she her tweet was I haven't seen it yet I still can't believe they made a movie about it so I wrote back to her and I'm like you have to see it you play yourself in the movie And then just coincidentally, you know, I throw a party three nights a week at Bootsy Bellows, and I saw it on Friday, and I was there that night, and Audrina came. And the first thing she says to me, she's like, how was the movie? She's like, I want to hear everything about it. So she's like, what do you mean I play myself? I'm like, you're in it. She goes, I don't get it. Who plays me? I'm like, no, no, no. You play yourself. It's archive footage. It's interviews of you, and it's recreated security footage from your house, you know? And so she, I think, started to put it together that because she <laughs> put it on the internet, it became public domain, really, right. her, her, you know, her security You've her security copyright
0: that. I know. <laughs> she should have.
1: Now, in retrospect, she should have. But um, but I'm surprised that she wasn't involved at all, because Paris Hilton was involved.
0: Yeah, I think, um, I don't know if there was already a connection between Sophia and Paris. I think so. I
1: think they sort of knew each other, I heard, or just yeah. social circles.
0: And I think, you know, Paris, with the name she's got, I think that just not only pulls in more attention, but also kind of... Gives her some spotlight that isn't necessarily bad. Right. Actually,
1: um, I feel like this movie's kind of bringing her back into the spotlight in a way.
0: Yeah, and, you know, she's got a great sense of humor about herself. Yeah. So, like, I mean, there are lines in the movie where we're dissing <laughs> her, and, you know, she's just laughing with the crowd. Right. She's a really nice lady. She know? is nice. I know.
1: That's the thing. A lady. Oh my God. <laughs> that just shows that you're young. Paris Hilton's a lady. No, she's actually she's actually a sweet girl. And I, I, I've been friendly with her for a long time, and all through that whole simple life thing. Mm-hmm. And I always knew that the character she played on The Simple Life was. Um, was a character right, you know I she she knew exactly what she was doing and she was laughing all the way at the bank and in real life she even has a different voice she has a deeper voice yeah, than she does on tv
0: i think she you know she's created this alter ego and and this different person and it's it's working for her yeah. you know so by all means do what you need yeah. to do
1: yeah and i mean it's a i think it's flattering to her the kids in the movie worship her so i yeah. think it's kind of flattering and also she plays herself you guys go out to a club and they—they they just show that you guys walk right into clubs. Like these kids in real life were just dialed into the scene. And even though they were in high school, these—what I've read is that the club promoters, the girls were pretty young girls who would just do whatever these promoters said. So when they needed, when a rich guy was coming in and spending a lot of money, or a movie star was coming in, they would just stick them at the tables with them to right. make sure they had a good time or make sure they spent a lot of money. And so the kids just—you guys would just walk right in. And then your character's friends with these girls, so they let them in with a guy too pretty much <laughs> which doesn't yeah. always happen but um but you guys see Paris at the club you see Kirsten Dunst at the club they play themselves sort of as a favorite of Sofia Coppola right. which was pretty cool and um and then with Paris Hilton's house so you guys shot really shot the movie at Paris Hilton's house yeah so you guys are robbing the actual Paris Hilton's house in the movie
0: yes and that I think that's what made it like Uh, Authentic was. I think it was perfect. This was the house that the kids actually robbed. Exactly. So we're going through the same stuff that they were going through a couple years back, which was
1: wild. I know. I I don't know how often that happens where the set of a movie is the exact scene of the crime in real life. Unless it's on the streets of New York, I don't (laughs) think it does. (laughs) Right. Exactly. But even then, I mean, this is exact. And and going back to Paris's Paris back in the day, she used to have a house on Kings Road before she has the house that's in the movie. And she would have these parties, and I knew she was always, like, this fun girl, and I knew it was this character she was playing, but you would walk into that house, and there would be life-size paintings of her and pictures of um. her, and this was the old house. This is while she was coming up, and and um, you would walk up the stairs, and every inch of the wall at the old house was covered in mo- in magazine covers yeah. with her face on them. And then in the movie, the movie didn't even do that justice because the shot doesn't show the entire staircase. Yeah. But, I mean, it's literally every inch of the wall is Paris's face framed in magazine covers. And you she kind of just owns the narcissism, you know? Yeah,
0: I mean, she like I said, she's got a great sense of humor about herself. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would go to that extreme with uh, the, the
1: framed magazine covers. yeah I mean
0: I'd be pretty proud of myself I'd probably have them framed and like put in storage like. right 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 that would be
1: that'd be fine. Yeah, right. but yeah. I mean, everyone in Hollywood—you go to movies or production companies. They have all the movies they've worked on framed. It's similar in that way. It's like yeah. you sort of frame your accomplishments, or you put your awards up on the mantle. And so for right. Paris, the awards are these magazine covers, right. and these pillows with her face on them, and these perfumes that she created. And and so you guys are shooting in Paris Hilton's actual house, and you're walking through her nightclub, which is like infamous. Everyone knows this nightclub at her house. And I think the fact that it was shot at her real house made the, makes the movie even better. Like I'm sitting there and I'm like, that's Paris' house. Yeah, you know? like, I think that's another exciting thing that you know draws the crowd in. Was like, hey, you want to go see the inside of Paris's house right. without getting arrested? Exactly. You know. that's right. <laughs> at one on point, there. yeah, at one yeah. point the Rebecca character almost takes the dog with her, and oh yeah, <laughs> and you have to tell her like, you know, you know the I thought, dog is a little too noticeable that we've been here.
0: Yeah, I thought Paris' house would be bigger though. Really? Really. I, but that closet is I mean, makes
1: up for it, I think.
0: Oh yeah, it, it does. <laughs> and there was definitely rooms we didn't go in, but like just the outside of it. I don't know. I just I grew up reading the Archie comics. You right. Know so yeah, like of Betty and Veronica Veronica <laughs> <laughs> right. had like West right. Wing
1: and then East Wing. Right.
0: And I just like pictured that as Paris Hilton.
1: Right. Um, well really a lot of it goes back to the Hilton family a couple generations. So her right. parents so it's like all that Hilton money has been spread amongst a lot of people in the family. Right. Um, but also, speaking of her family, there's framed pictures of her with her family, so I'm friends with her brother, Baron Hilton, and he pops oh, yeah, up framed. You know Baron? Yeah, yeah. Have you yeah. met him? Yeah, he's a cool kid. And so he pops up framed in the pictures in the movie, so that's why it's so interesting because you guys are playing fictionalized characters with different names, but all Paris is herself, and her house is herself, and the pictures are real, and... Well, I think if you try and, like, make up this kind of celebrity... You couldn't, yeah. I- exactly. It wouldn't it, work. It Not at all. <laughs> but I think that's why the movie's so intriguing to people, because it's real in that way. We all know Paracel, and we all know who Audrina Patridge is, you know, and they were very of the moment, like I said, in 2008, 2009, which is what makes it so unique to that time. Right. And Because, you know, every, there's, every year there's a different starlet that everyone's obsessed with. Um, but... Um, but did, did any even a production designer couldn't have recreated Paris's closets? Did they add anything to it, or that's it? That's the jewelry. That's the clothes. They
0: didn't necessarily add anything to it. too. the closet scenes, we didn't touch anything. What we were focused on in the closet that's scenes crazy. was getting the camera out of the mirror. <laughs> right, because um, there are mirrors everywhere. <laughs> to Pluns, oh, tons.
1: <laughs> yeah, of mirrors.
0: Um, but no, like uh, the cool thing about it was like you. Wait, what was the question? I'm sorry. Oh,
1: I was saying just uh, the closet. Did the production design have to add anything to it, or it was all already there?
0: Well, no, we didn't have to add anything, but um, we definitely would bring stuff from other rooms. Like, uh, it definitely in the nightclub scene, we'd oh, uh, yeah. grab the posters and kind of just switch walls on which way we would shoot. Oh, right. And, um... So was Paris cool with that? She's like, you guys can do whatever. Oh, yeah. She was... That's so cool. She was... <laughs> She was in Australia at the time. She told us not to burn her house down. <laughs> right. Um, See, she's got a good sense of humor. Yeah, she does. And, yeah, it was a really gracious thing for her to let us film there.
1: And so did Sophia just tell you to run wild in that closet and wear whatever you want and put out, Or was it you sort of like, you know, you put on this dress, you take that, those... Because I know one character loves leopard print, so she right. takes everything with leopard.
0: Well, kind of. I mean, I was trying to be as respectful as
1: I could. But, <laughs> right. Um, well, your character does wear her high heels.
0: Yeah, well, and those weren't even hers. Oh, her, really? We're actually two sizes. I'm two sizes above her. Um, she's <laughs> that's it? 42. I'm
1: 44. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, in a high heel. In a high heel. I, I was going to say, I don't <laughs> even know what those shoe sizes are. Um, See, that's something you learn that you never would have known otherwise. Your high yeah, heel exactly. Size. <laughs> and if anybody tries to say anything, you know, I was wearing heels in a pair of someone's closet. Exactly. So come on. Exactly. Come at me, bro. Right. right. Well that's um, the other thing with Mark, is he they never really say he's gay but they kind of hint at it. Was yeah. that the same thing with Nick, the real guy, that it was questionable? Or I don't know. Ambiguous? You'd, I'm gonna say yes, but I don't know for sure. Um I think it was kinda of refreshing
0: that, you know, Sophia didn't point it out. It wasn't like uh there was it wasn't no, about that. Yeah, there was no coming out scene or right. like, pointing it out. It was just like he was accepted the way like Rebecca accepted him. Right. And I think that's I think that played well with the movie and So, you know, yes, he obviously was, but in the film at least. But, you know, I I like to leave it unanswered as much as I can. Yeah. Because that's kind of Sophia's thing. She doesn't force an opinion on you. That's cool. So it's kind of like, you know, reading a book uh, and your mind is going wild with imagination. Um, You kind of
1: interpret it. Yeah, you leave the theater able to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Continue and think. I was thinking maybe also he's so young, he's in high school, maybe he doesn't even know yet. Like, some of the right. stuff he says is could go either way. Like, I think he mentions, like, some guy is hot, right. but, like, sort of just off the cuff, and he knows a lot about women's fashion, and he wears the high heel shoes, but maybe he's just trying to be funny, you know, exactly. class yeah. clown, yeah. And, you know,
0: obviously he's into fashion, so that could just be comforting for him, and, you know, he can goof around like that around right. these people, you know. So it's, like I said, I like to leave it unanswered yeah. as much as I can. yeah. And, uh,
1: And it's true, it's also his way of fitting in. He's sitting down with the Rebecca character and he's reading, they're reading Us Weekly and they're talking about what everyone's wearing. And you know, that's what, and it was funny because I started to think to myself, that's what teenagers do is they read these blogs and they read these magazines and they talk about what everybody's wearing and they talk about the designers and all that stuff. And you know, so I thought that was a very real scene and it kind of, because I'm older now, but it shed light on. You know, there's a high school generation that's consuming all of this, these blogs. Because right. Perez Hilton and those websites weren't around yeah. when I was in high school. You know, we had AOL. So right. we oh, had good. message boards. Like We didn't yeah. have blogs yet. I know, it's crazy. But in a way, it was a simpler time because, you know, you get a magazine like once a week and read what was going on. But it right. wasn't daily, hourly, by the minute. I mean, celebrity-obsessed culture yeah, in our good. faces.
0: It's gotten like bad to a point it's a crutch for everybody you know you don't know what to do you're sitting in an elevator it's an awkward silence or something like that you just whip out your phone (laughs) right it's like get out of your phone
1: right Um, you're right yeah there's no awkward silences anymore it's just any moment of quiet you check your texts you check a blog you check the news and I wish I had the heart to say like you're not doing anything on your phone. You're scrolling on Twitter and <laughs> right. stuff
0: you've already seen. Right.
1: And I noticed that at the nightclubs, too, like, when people get bored, I'm like, I can't believe they're on Instagram right now. They're at a nightclub. Like, yeah. you don't have to be able to live in it instead of looking at it, you know, on on, on your phone.
0: It's so broken, but, I mean, we're not... We're not getting any better, I'd say. You no, know, i we're know. not. We're not turning around. But there's
1: say, cool things about it too. You could watch oh, mo- movies on your phone now. I can bring up the bling ring I trailer on my phone. Yeah, I wouldn't
0: be able to work
1: if it wasn't for my iPhone. Right. which I'm saying you
0: have a black. Well, I have guys, both I now. Know. Actually, oh, that's like okay. a sh-
1: that's like breaking. Okay. By the way, it's that's like breaking news on the podcast because I put my jersey number on an iPhone five on Friday. And so now I have both. I have my LA number on a BlackBerry, my jersey number, and it's huge news. I mean, I'm still getting used to it. I tried to do that. I'm waiting for my iPhone 5 to come in. Wait, you have a BlackBerry or no? No, I've got an iPhone 4s, oh, okay. and right. it's got a little. I was crack, gonna say, I'm not digging. It. 18, you don't have a BlackBerry. That's that's a lo- that's just leftover from you know being <laughs> over 22 when I got it, and it's just I don't want to let go of the keyboard yet.
0: No, so I'm still
1: on it, but now I have both. Slowly let go. Slowly, okay. but but I will say I could bring up the trailer on on this iPhone, and it looks incredible. I, I can't wait for my iPhone five to get in. I hope it get it gets in tonight. Yeah, but the characters in the movie, I mean, they are just, they're, they're living in the moment, but they're also. Facebooking every moment, and they're you know reading those blogs, and the blogs are what guides them into whose house to rob, which is right. something I never thought about. It's like, when you say Paris Hilton is hosting a party in Vegas, or Audrina Patridge is going to Demian Ashton's Oscar party on Sunday, that means she's not going to be home. And for these kids, they just figured, you know... Why not? Why not? And I guess they didn't think the house would be armed, or they were getting in in ways, like I said, that wasn't breaking in, right. so the alarms wouldn't go off. And I guess... Uh, what about the security camera thing? Did you learn about that? They just didn't think about it, or they did they have a plan not to look at the camera or get their face on it, or was that just I an mean, afterthought? I don't know what they were thinking.
0: The hood, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a good idea. Mm-hmm. It's a start. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if I was breaking into a house, I'd be paranoid <laughs> right. as hell. So there's no way I'm going to... Like ski mask or something. Exactly. <laughs> right. I'm going to have gloves on. I'm going to have a ski mask, like combat boots, and a bowie
1: knife. You right. Know, I'm, I'm going all out <laughs> right. for it. Right. Right. And we're scared for your character, I think. Some of the other characters, you know, when they get arrested, the audience laughed, you know. Right. Because they, they just Just the way so, it happened. Right. The way it happened and the way they were so shocked that they got in trouble and they were so annoying. But for your character, we really <laughs> feel bad when that happens. Like, your mom and dad see it happen and then— And then the heels. And the heels come out. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to give too much away. We're talking about the whole thing. <laughs> I can't give too much away. Um, let's talk about the other people in the movie. So I mentioned your parents. Your dad is Mark Coppola. Correct. Which what's his relation to Sofia Coppola? Uh,
0: I believe they're cousins or brothers. That's uh, that's kind of cool. Uncle niece, something it, like that. It, yeah, it's the Coppola family. Right. Um, so she's
1: like, I gotta get my relative in this movie. He's gonna play Mark's dad.
0: Yeah, it was nice because my sister has a a huge crush on uh, Nick Cage. Oh who really? Is, you know formerly Nick Coppola. So great. Right. Um, we told her that you know I was working with uh, his brother, and she
1: started just out oh, so that's his brother, so they're cousins, I guess yes, okay, yes, interesting. Um.
0: Yeah, and they look a lot alike.
1: Yeah, he walked in. I was like, who is that guy? He <laughs> looks familiar, but I don't know who he is. And then the mom is played by... Uh, Stacey Edwards. Right, and she's from Super Bad. Correct. Uh, so, so that's cool. They get to be your parents. They're yeah. in that scene where you may or may not get arrested. I don't want to give it away, but... Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, no, they're they're very hip. They were very cool parents. Yeah, very cool parents. Oh. And then, um, okay, this is interesting. Gavin Rossdale plays the owner of the club. Oh, my gosh. That was... So cool. That was awesome. When I figured out I was going to meet him, I was like, all right... Hell yeah, I'm down for this. But well, I love that you were the first person in the movie, and then all these people were added to it. it well, was, you know what I mean?
0: It was like, you know, he's so quiet though. So that scene where uh, we first, in, you know, we first get introduced to him. Yeah. Um, you know, we're playing the, we're in the club, we're, we're filming it, and he's delivering his lines, but you can't hear it. <laughs> and so he's like. Yeah, tonight's going to be a real party salad tonight. <laughs> what? <You're> like,
1: uh, <laughs>
0: so we didn't know when our lines were going.
1: Well, he's used to being um, a musician singing really loud into a microphone, so maybe right. the acting thing is new to him, right?
0: Well, you know, you can hear it on the film, so that, that was good. But right. Well, I, did they
1: have a boom just as close to him as possible? <laughs>
0: Pretty much. <laughs> Um, but no, Gavin was awesome
1: I was, I was Yeah, how cool Because he's not known as being an actor He's known for being the lead singer of Bush And he's known for right. being married to Gwen Stefani They're musicians But there was something really cool about seeing him as the owner of the club He was, he was like the perfect owner of the club He had like the, the Just hair looked like just it Slick back, back yeah. Totally Yeah, I know definitely no owners of clubs And he, <laughs> he was definitely good in that role And you, your character steals Rolexes from Orlando Bloom's house yes. I want to add Was that real? Was that true? A Rolex collection, um, I, I believe so. That's crazy. Um, and then you sell them to Gavin Rostow. We, yeah, we sold a bunch of stuff to Gavin Rostow, and then we sold a bunch of stuff on the on the beach in Venice. I mean, he we, took you guys because he buys all those Rolexes for like five thousand right, dollars. They're right. each worth much more than that. Um, but not, yeah, that's stolen ones, <laughs> right? That's true. He was like, "You're either going to take the five thousand now, and he gives you gives you the cash, and then so the rest of the cast: Claire, Julian plays Chloe. She's the party girl. Yes, she drunk driver. Who is so nonchalant about being a drunk driver. <laughs> um is I haven't really, I don't know if I've seen her before. What what else has she done?
0: Uh or is, it, is she a newcomer? This is she this is a newcomer. Uh she's this amazing girl. She's um Wally Fister's daughter. Oh wow. Who's a cinematographer no for way. Inception, The yeah. Dark Knight. Christopher Nolan movies. No way. Exactly. Wow. So, you know, it was good. This is her first part and she's she's totally her character. She's
1: a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and she's crazy. Yeah. Well she played that. And and uh, <laughs> uh, uh Georgie Rock, Emily. Yeah, she was very sweet. Yeah. And Carlos Miranda is Rob. Rob. I have a lot of mutual yeah. friends with him. They all were like, how's Carlos in that movie? Yeah, he's um, boss. And then this is interesting. So, Thaisa Formiga yes. is the sister of Vera Formiga. Yes. And she looks like her. She looks like the younger version I, of her. I thought they were, you know, mother and daughter. Oh, really? So, no, no, they're sisters.
0: Well, I didn't know that. So, when they came on, I was excited <laughs> to meet Vera. <laughs> <laughs> you're like i'm excited to meet did you say i'm excited to meet your mom no but when when we sat down to have dinner for the first time i was kind of like you know there was her mom and i was looking around for vera oh uh, right and i didn't know that was her mom and oh that's oh, so funny it was it was a little embarrassing
1: well are they just many years
0: apart or yeah i goodness i'm not sure how many years but yeah they're quite a few
1: years apart right but Vera people know from The Departed and Up in the Air. I yeah. love that movie. Up and in the she's on Bates Motel now on I a have, I haven't seen that. I haven't either. seen it either, but she's supposed to be incredible. Yeah, I've like Emmy worthy. Yeah. And then um I we touched on it before, but I forgot to even mention um it's Katie Chang plays Rebecca. Yes. Yeah, she was so good too. I think for both of you, for you and for Katie, it's just breakout roles because she's so again, nonchalant about what she's doing. She's just like robbing houses and breaking into cars and she does it so effortlessly and like no emotion on her face no remorse and there's something so fascinating about watching her do all this Uh, you know no fear you know
0: if you can believe this um she in that movie is the same way the same way she is with fashion is the same way she is with school oh really like she is like all about her schoolwork she does homework willingly um (laughs) (laughs) were
1: you guys filming during the school year yeah, so they uh, had, so you had
0: homework. Yeah, they well, I didn't thankfully, but they did. And, right. Uh, no, she she was just completely fine, completely completely content with it. And you know, congratulations to her because she's going to Columbia for creative writing. Oh wow! So, yeah, that that that's just katie in a nutshell she's very responsible i think
1: it's it's amazing how courtney and nicole found all of you because it's like real kids you know like real kids in high school going to college they really did pull us out of a hat yeah (laughs) they thrust you into the spotlight (laughs) um had you graduated high school before you did the movie somewhat um
0: i was homeschooled since sixth grade oh there you go so i mean my mom you know she's my teacher right so she kind of decided when i was done and um, I got my diploma when I was 17, and not only will I be done with school, but I can work as an 18-year-old oh, okay. Oh, okay. So I finally got to do that and didn't have to put up with school, thankfully.
1: Right. Well, let's talk about that. So you um, you are from, you said, Mississippi. Yes. And so when did you say you wanted to be an actor?
0: Uh, I still haven't. Um, really? <laughs> I kind of fell into it. Uh, my sister wanted to be an actress. She wanted to be on the street Left Zach and Cody. Specifically on the Sweet exactly. Specifically on the Sweet exactly <laughs> right. with the Sprouse Bros. Right. Um, so, you know, my parents took us to some play auditions, and uh, she did a couple plays, I did a couple plays, and then there was this talent scout agency called Pro Scout um, that did an ad on the radio uh, saying, you know, come to, come to this interview at one of the casinos. And this is in Mississippi? This is in Mississippi. Oh, wow. Okay. So... We drive there. Um, my parents are hoping Aubrey's dream will die. Aubrey's my sister. Okay. Um, will die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that
1: you'll see the reality of
0: it and right. not want to do it. Right. Right. Um, but now they called us to come back to the convention, but that it was in Arkansas or something like that. So a few months later, we went back there, uh, did a little uh, runway course, a little monologue thing, uh, kind of prepared ourselves for the next day where we walked the runway and did a monologue in front of like agents and managers and whatnot and um yeah we found a bunch of uh, a bunch of agents and that's so interesting my sister didn't
1: get any unfortunately oh really yeah she uh <laughs> is she acting at all or no she, no oh, she's anymore. not kinda, sweet sweet life never happened sweet life never happened i killed her
0: dream <laughs> oh no i stole the spotlight i guess and i wasn't intending to how does she right? feel about that Well, now she's fine, you know, she's, she's newly married, uh, she's got a baby on the way, so she's, she's,
1: she's she's all right, Right. she'll be, she'll be all right, right, um, and I don't even think that show's on anymore, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, but, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I'm completely (laughs) lost with that, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's so interesting because when you're homeschooled, you you don't have the outlet of school plays or drama club or anything like that. No, and nor did I want that really. Right, that just sounds terrifying. Well, honestly, yeah. But it's so interesting that it, that you fell into it in that way. And and so Mississippi is there. I think there's music, right? A music scene there a, a little, little bit, bit yeah. because uh, Lance Bass was a guest on the podcast, and he's from Mississippi, and he was kind of in like some kids' group that would travel around to the state fairs and. Um, and right, do right. like singing, you know, and and then that's how he got discovered from that and then sent to Orlando where they formed in sync. So oh, okay. I think it was a music thing that sort of thrust him from Mississippi into show business. But,
0: but yeah, there's a lot of music that comes from Mississippi. Yeah. Um,
1: but like, not so much acting, I guess.
0: No, not really. Um, I mean, I guess Jamie Lynn Spears, if oh. you want know to go that far.
1: Well, aren't they Louisiana?
0: For the most part, I mean, they were born in like Macomb, Mississippi. Oh, okay. Um, which is a little bit from us, but they pretty much lived in uh louisiana growing up but okay they're still from mississippi i mean <laughs> interesting and Brittany too Brittany as well yeah wow
1: i thought kentwood louisiana
0: yeah no they, they grew up there which is only a few miles from the border so you know if you can understand that the nearest hospital was probably like home that's probably what's up right <laughs>
1: and your sister didn't want to be on zoe 101 with no, Jamie no, no. <laughs> it's just zach and cody um and so now you're in la how long have you been in la uh,
0: five years. We really? Came out Here, yeah, we oh, okay. came here in two thousand eight, and I've been going back and forth since. And uh, I still haven't officially moved out here yet, but okay. I, that's in the works.
1: Okay, what makes it official?
0: Um, when I get my own place. Okay. Because that way, when I get my own place, I'll be there. I don't need to. Uh, like, I'll have bills and obligations that aren't
1: temporary. Well, definitely put that off for as long as you can, is my <laughs> advice. Because I moved out here, I graduated college in 2002, moved out here that summer, but I lived at the Oakwood Apartments, so you know, next, oh, next whoa, to Warner Brothers. Please tell me you did I did. Oh. Well, you got it when you first get here, when right, you don't know right. anybody. I didn't know anybody. Now, when my friends move here, they know me and everyone I know, but I didn't know anybody really. I knew one person, my camp counselor from when I was a kid, Jeff Wadlow. Who just directed Kick-Ass 2, actually. He's a director now, yeah. He's doing really well. And so he was, like, the one person I knew in L.A. But um, I did the Oakwood thing back and forth with Jersey for, like, a year. So same with you. Like, it wasn't official till August 2003. Got the apartment, got my car shipped out. And so August is going to be 10 years. So... Put off the paying bills and stuff as long as you can. That's my advice.
0: Well, I'm in Pasadena right now, and that's okay. I'm going drive. It's a nice, oh, I see. nice little getaway. I So you want the but,
1: Hollywood apartment.
0: I mean, I'm 18. I, I want the... I get it. Not Hollywood. Burbank. Okay. Hollywood has, like, way too many <laughs> sobriety checks that are, like, unneeded. Like, okay. Oh, it's a Tuesday night. Let's just throw one
1: up. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now you sound like the kids in the bling ring. <laughs> um, but I was going to say, too, that uh, when you get a car also makes it really official because your car is oh, yeah. here and it has a california license plate and i heard that your car is a throwback to mississippi is that true yes that's that's true what I do have you a, drive i have a
0: truck all right i have a truck what it's kind a, of truck it's a ford ranger right O two. 2 oh so nice
1: not in its pristine condition oh two, that's the year i graduated that's a great year i mean yeah i've wrecked it in the ditch a few times you yeah. have like legit yeah how does it does it take up more than one lane in in, on Sunset Boulevard? Like. No,
0: no, it's it's actually a pretty small, nifty truck Okay, I, I dig. That's cool. Um, you know, But it I mean, reminds you of home. It reminds me of home. I was looking for uh, an SUV, and we were having a hard time finding one. And when, when you see your car you just know. in the lot, you <laughs> just know. It's okay. like a pet. Yeah, exactly. I was like, that one, mom, we're getting that one. That's cool. And uh, I was like very upset that I did not leave with the truck that night. I was extremely <laughs> upset. Why? Where was it? It, oh, was, had, it was at the lot, but uh, the banks were closing, and oh, okay. my mom's. Wait. She pays everything at once. She's that. She's she's a weird woman. No, no, no. I she love li- her no, life. she doesn't want to owe anything. Exactly. It's smart.
1: No, that's actually really smart. She likes to just pay in full.
0: Well, this was okay. First of all, you should never buy a vehicle from a gravel um, car lot. Okay. What's there that? has to be. <laughs> oh. Okay. It can't be rocked. Okay. Um, taxes were two hundred fifty dollars on my truck, and I come here and I have to register it. Right. And they're trying to make me pay. Uh, double taxes because it's, you know, the first year. Right. Um, I haven't been here for a year. And
1: then every year you're going to have to pay registration fees, which is a California thing, I think.
0: Yeah, which is which, no fun. No right. fun for that. If we would have had the official paperwork, though, I think we would have been able to go around that. Okay. Um, and this gravel parking lot did not give us official paperwork. They so you don't, don't even know
1: where you bought it from? No, Just not some really. guy was selling a truck.
0: You know, I think that the Carfax... Those were off, you know. It's a 2001 on my Carfax. Okay. it's actually a 2002 model. So, I don't know what kind of crooked, crooked stuff is going on <laughs> with my truck. But right,
1: but you have it. I, I, I think it was it. meant to be that you ended up with that truck. Oh yeah, and um, I don't have to take the metros here anymore. So. Oh, you took them? I've never, oh, okay. I've never been on it. The subway in LA. I forget that LA even has a subway system.
0: I, I know it's because it's so bad, like people don't talk about it because it's
1: never used right um i see it at like hollywood and highland you see like people going down into the subway but i don't know what it looks like down there or what it's like um smells weird does it it's probably (laughs) a new york vibe down there yeah um so you're out here in la and i wanted to mention that the first time i remember seeing your work was in a 2010 movie called flipped i saw that in the theater that was directed by rob reiner
0: all uh, right, yes. And I thought it
1: was awesome because it's uh, what's really cool about it, it's almost like a sliding doors kind of movie in a way. You get to see the same movie twice, back to back, once from the boy's point of view and once from the girl's point of view. Right. And I love stuff like that. I love movies like that where, you know, you get to see the same scenes again but the guy's interpretation. Yeah, the you same, never same know the what girls. people are thinking, yeah. so it kind of puts you in, in both shoes. Yeah, there was a movie when I was a kid called He Said, She Said that did a similar thing, And but this was the kid version. And, okay, okay. and it was cool but Rob Reiner um, did you realize how, how big of a deal he was when you got that or no when um, you got flipped my parents did uh, <laughs> yeah uh I mean,
0: kind uh, of building up to the booking. It I, I got started excited to about figure it. Figure it out, yeah. It was funny. There was a like a truck passing on our way to the audition, and it said "Meathead." No and way. That was this
1: character's name on uh, All in the Family. Yeah. Oh my God, that was a sign for sure. I believe <laughs> in that stuff. <sign. laughs> I definitely believe in signs.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, wow. It was nice, you
1: know, definitely having that for
0: my first role. It was
1: uh, awesome. I mean, Rob Reiner, I have to mention, directed the movie Stand by Me, mm-hmm. Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally, Misery, A Few Good Men final I mean, tap Spinal final tap I mean when you're a kid and you're with the director of stand by me Princess Bride it's pretty legit. he's legendary and his dad Carl Reiner, to me they're both legends
0: well, going in you know you know on set, this is your first film, I was you know really hoping he would uh kind of teach me the ways, but it wasn't like that he kind of just threw me in really um which looking back, I'm glad he did because i I had to adapt to it you know so much quicker right um but like yeah, it was a that was all new to me, like, very, very new to me.
1: Was that your um, first role? First, yeah. Oh, that was the first thing you did. That's cool. Well,
0: I mean, I had done a couple commercials and um, right. a short film, but, I mean, that— First feature. Right. This is—that was it. That yeah. Was, <laughs> I'm starting to make it there. Yeah. Um, that's but, a good way to start with Rob Reiner,
1: but that's cool. So he kind of threw you into it yeah. and wanted you to be real.
0: Correct. I had no idea what I was doing when I first, you know, started filming. Like, our scene was the ending— Right. I'm like, have you flipped? What's the matter with you?
1: Right. Oh, you get to say the title. Have I, you flipped?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was interesting how I did that because honestly, I my heart was pounding. I did not know my lines, and I just kept talking. I I was getting them right. You know, I I guess I just scanned the script enough that. Was your family on set? My to mom watch was. It. Your mom got my to watch brother. it. Cool. But they were kind of in the background right i don't know how much they got to see i kind of like that that you went
1: into it just kind of on your instincts
0: yeah you know i i think uh i feel like i can adapt to things easy right Um, i like to travel just to adapt to the culture alone um so being with a a group of kids uh, my age
1: you know and they're liking me you know (laughs) yeah you've been lucky that you've gotten to make movies with you know people your own age the whole cast is kind of young when you're in it you know and actually a friend of mine's in that movie flipped cody horn i've known her for a while she she plays his sister When's the last time you talked to her? I haven't seen her uh, in forever. A little while, but I mean, la- probably last summer when she did Magic Mike. I see her at Sundance. Oh, right. When I, uh, we always run into each other at Sundance. All right. Ooh, um, we're... Yeah, she lives in New York and in, in LA. But she, um, <laughs> yeah. But Magic Mike was a big break for her, and she's the lead girl in that with Channing Tatum. And wow. and she, um, yeah, it's cool. I love to see movies when my friends are in it because I've seen the years of them, you know, working up to it, and then all of a sudden from the bottom, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then they're like overnight success, you know. And then um, the next year you did a movie called The Chaperone after flipped Yes. and that director Stephen Herrick also made mo- these movies I grew up with he directed Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure which yes. everybody kno- knows Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead which I still love that movie whenever I see it on I watch it and The Mighty Duck, which was awesome yeah. and so that's another one where you're like wow look at this guy's list and now I'm in his next thing
0: well you know I, The Chaperone was definitely uh, different from everything I've done because A it filmed so close to my hometown which that was nice Oh, you got to go
1: close to home. That's
0: right. cool. filmed in New Orleans, and um, also like Ariel Winter, Triple H. You know that those were two really fun people to work with. Yeah,
1: Ariel Winter's on Modern Family.
0: Yes, and she's cool. She's she's a she's a little cracker. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then Triple H. He, you know, you meet him and you expect to, you know, him to be intimidating and whatnot, but he's got the softest hands, man. Really? He's got the softest hands. He, like, lotions those things. I was going to say,
1: it's probably lotion and oil or something. <laughs> I don't know. But I
0: was expecting him to be, like, you know, rugged, like, calluses all over. No, it's like, That's I so seriously just felt like touching a newborn. <laughs> <It> was. <laughs>
1: That's funny. I would never think that about him.
0: Um, but that was that was a lot of fun to film. Yeah. And, you know, we had some pretty good sights. We went down to the the river and filmed there. Which was kind of cool.
1: Well, New Orleans is kind of the cool new place to, it's like the little Hollywood in the south.
0: Yeah, something like that. Or
1: Shreveport, I guess it is.
0: (laughs) It's a little dirty, but (laughs) it's a fun town to be in. Yeah. And, you know, I lived so close to there growing up, so I, I was always over there and, you know, now that I'm filming scenes there, it was different, it was cool.
1: Right. You get to bring it home. What's been the reaction been like back home in Mississippi? People are very excited for you.
0: I don't know. I, I don't really talk to people back home. I talk to my family and you know my close friends. Right. Um, but I had such a hard time growing up. I just like avoided talking to them now. You know. Interesting. So it's um, kind
1: of cool that you came out the other side doing so well.
0: Yeah, I guess so. It's I mean, kind of
1: nice to look back and see where you came from.
0: And I I mean I don't hate the kids at No, I know what you mean you me just and, you, you know, just didn't stay
1: in touch. While. <laughs> right. Oh, was that what it was like? Oh
0: yeah, it
1: was like Is that I, why you ended up homeschooled?
0: Well, kind of. I was happy that I was getting homeschooled, but like definitely right. in 5th grade it was uh, I was in a gifted class, so everybody was smarter than me. Okay. And so I was a smart kid, but I was the, like the dumbest kid in the class. Okay. Um so uh, you know, I was at the bottom of the food chain and uh, I really didn't want to be in that class. Uh, my you know, my parents weren't really getting the picture that People at the school were just awful, mm-hmm. um, and the teacher was kind of mean to me as well. Hmm. Um, I just felt like That's I got harassed. That's the, like the a teacher. Is it's bad if it's the teacher. Kids are kids. I bought her a is. Christmas mug, and she said thank you. And I was expecting that to like change things, and it didn't. And it
1: didn't. Jeez. Um, Where is she now? I hope she goes to see the bling ring and realizes how mean well, she was.
0: I mean, I go back to my elementary school every year, as you know, if I can. Um, and, you know, just talked to the kids, and uh, my fifth-grade teacher came up to me, and she was like, oh, my gosh, how are you doing? I've missed you. took a lot in me to, to put a smile on my face. Wow. But I did.
1: I, I do that, too. I go back to uh, my middle school, and actually my favorite teacher ever, Mrs. Margulie, seventh grade, it was Verbal Gate, which is the same gifted and talented education. She's My favorite teacher of all time is retiring today. Oh my god! I know, and I wanted to be there in Jersey for it, but I, I'm here in LA. But I'm gonna get together with her maybe in August when I go back to Jersey with a couple other kids from the class from yeah, seventh definitely. grade, and maybe like we'll do a little. We'll each get up and say something. But I but I found that out on Facebook. They made a little Facebook group about it. That'll and make isn't her that year. amazing? Yeah. She's my favorite, and she knows that. But she was one of those people who you know. My I'm a writer and I direct, and she spotted the writing early on, and she would always enter me into like contests and take my little like papers and enter them and then i'd get these little awards around new jersey like for writing contests. but it's for a teacher to do that you know she didn't have to right she was like i'm going to do this for you and to push you forward and make you realize what you're good at is yeah. what teachers should be doing which is like you didn't have the best experience but right. you still ended up okay and then the last thing i wanted to mention about your credits where you did a tv show was it a was it a multi-cam sitcom with Alyssa milano i believe so yeah like wow. with an audience Yes, that's awesome. I mean, I think that's the coolest—the mall decap set comes in front of a studio audience. It was a lot of fun, you know, and it was Alyssa Milano and a bunch of a bunch of other cool people. Did but you know who she was when you started? You're too young. I, I knew who she was, um, but, but I, you didn't grow up with a crush on her like everybody else. Exactly. <laughs> who's the boss? <laughs> who's the boss? Um, you know, that
0: was different. First of all, it was TV, so you know, it wasn't it wasn't really film. I wasn't digging the um, the everyday go in do school, um, and then work for, you know, 20, 30 minutes, <laughs> right. go back to school, right. and then leave. Right. Um, and another thing, I was the only kid there, and, like, when I'd walk in the room, it'd be, like, hush-hush, like, and it's,
1: it was kind of a raunchy show, like, it was... Yeah, I remember it, actually. It's, yeah, it's called Romantically Challenged. I remember what it was on. Yeah, it was, and I don't know, I, I think... Uh, you weren't ready for it. I, I
0: don't know if it wasn't me ready for it, or they were just being too, like... Polite that I was in the room. Like, I didn't want to <laughs> say anything mean in front of you, but it was like at that time I was like, "Guys, come on! Like, I'm signed up for this."
1: Right. Exactly. Um, Let's do it.
0: Yeah. I just I didn't feel completely
1: comfortable on a TV set. Interesting. Yeah. So you prefer movies. I prefer movies. Well, do you get to see a lot of movies? Because the last thing I'm gonna do before we go is you don't get to see a lot of movies. Okay. <laughs> I don't watch movies. Chris. But really. Has been, Chris, my manager, he tries to
0: get me to watch movies, and it's not that I. Don't like watching movies. I can't sit through a full movie. Wow. Um, that, that goes for plays. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just I. It's an
1: attention span thing. It may you mean, get
0: bored. Yeah, maybe attention span. When I was growing up, it, they, we didn't have TV or.
1: Oh, I um, heard that about you actually. So yeah. you didn't watch TV at all growing up.
0: Right. It, my mom was saying, "Go outside and play." You know. Smart. We'd go outside and play, and so now. It's See, like, we didn't
1: have internet, so we had to go outside and play. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Until I was like 14. Now it's like I've got it. You know. But I don't use it, and well, that's
1: kind of cool. You're conditioned to not,
0: you know, I, I, I don't want to change that. Um, yeah, it's good to know like all the the good movies and the you know legends right. and whatnot. But at the same time, like, I do want to learn as I go. And if I, I could watch these movies, but if I'm not interested in, it, it's gonna just you know fly right by right. in in one year out the other
1: so you really never go to the movies or one or not often no
0: did you sit through the bling ring at the premiere i've seen the bling ring twice okay um and that was it for me i don't like watching myself i th- everybody says that every it's, actor comes in
1: here and says that
0: it's you know you're just you're your own worst critic right so yeah like, you're always sitting there like oh, i should have done that it's and, so interesting oh, I crazy in that and definitely with the heels and the <laughs> drop it low scene i'm not <laughs> right but you're playing a character i know i know but it that was an accomplishment. You know, it took a lot out of me to do that.
1: But, see, I think that helps your character. We kind of see him coming out of his shell, and it's important that you did that, where you made the video and posted it online, because you went from really introverted to suddenly letting yourself
0: yeah, come out.
1: Yeah, looking back,
0: I, I see that now. Yeah. That like, then it <laughs> right. the pieces weren't connecting Right,
1: but. when people see the movie they'll know the scene when you, when you make a little webcam video of yourself um, <laughs> and so what I'm going to do very quickly I'm just going to list the top movies at the box office all right, and if you want to see any or anything interest you or you have anything to say about it all you can chime in otherwise you can just listen alright alright um, so, Bling Ring is not in the top 12 yet, because it hasn't gone wide yet, so, yet. but we've mentioned it, and it comes out this Friday. Tw- to the top 12 movies right now, and I'm doing 12 because we haven't done this in a little bit. Number 12, The Great Gatsby. You've heard about it, of course. I've heard about it. It's also premiered at Cannes. It, it did. I was so hoping did, I was going to see that, but I didn't. But, but did you see the cast out there when you were there? I saw them on the TV, oh, if, okay. that counts, if that counts. That sort of counts. Uh, And it's a so-so, on wanting to see that. Okay. Well, Great Gatsby has made $140 in six weeks, directed by Baz Luhrmann, Leonardo DiCaprio's Gatsby, Carrie Mulligan's Daisy Buchanan, Tobey Maguire's Nick Carraway. Did you read that book when you were homeschooled? Was that in the curriculum? I did. You did? Because I read it in high school. I could have
0: swore it was on a train, though. But I think I'm thinking of something else. Oh, that might have been
1: Agatha Christie, I bet.
0: It may have been. Yeah.
1: But (laughs) Great Gatsby, um, I, I actually really liked it. I saw it 3D, Arclight Dome, and I thought it was entertaining. And, I mean, people are... Talking about the interpretation of it. This is just, like you said, you take your own interpretation. This is Baz Luhrmann's interpretation of that story. Oh, the okay. soundtrack is Jay-Z. Like, it's, you know, it's not completely loyal to the book. It's not the Robert Redford movie that everybody's seen. It's a different take on it. Right. And I think if you go into it with that mindset, that I'm about to watch a new take on an old story, then it's enjoyable. But, I mean, for me, since I throw parties... I really identified with Gatsby a little bit because he stands there at the top of the stairs and he watches these parties that he throws. And And it's almost like he's not at the party. He's watching it happen. And I feel that a lot of times. Like, I'll stand on the couch at at this club, and I look out, and I'm like, I'm here, but I'm not here. Like, I'm not one of the party goers just here to get drunk and have a good time. I'm, like, making sure this all goes smoothly. You know know what I mean? And I'm responsible for inviting everybody. So I kind of identified with Gatsby in a weird way. Because at the end, everybody leaves, and you're still standing there, and you're just kind of like, okay, (laughs) until next time. Like, there is something not lonely about it, but um, it's a different experience when you throw it than when you're just attending it, you know? So a number 11 movie at the box office, The Hangover Part 3, $108 million in four weeks. I haven't seen it yet, and I'm a fan of The Hangover movies. I am as well. I just haven't gotten a chance to see it yet. Um, I'm rooting for everybody about that. Todd Phillips, Scott Budnick. Um, so I will be seeing that movie. Number 10, Iron Man 3, just crossed $400 million this weekend. Seven weeks. That's pretty good. I'm
0: actually, I've heard more good things than bad. Actually, I don't think I've heard any bad things about that.
1: Did you see the first two Iron Man movies? I've seen the first two. Oh, okay, so we found a movie that you saw. Yes. Did you like it?
0: I, I, I liked the first one. I didn't like the second okay. one. Okay, so. well that
1: happens a lot, a lot of times. You like the first and then not sure about the second and then the third like comes back to close the trilogy or something.
0: Right, I, you know, and that's another thing about The Hangover is I'm not sure if I'm... I know, a,
1: because of the second one. I know, you know that's what everyone's saying. It's like, they got you with the first, it was great. The second, everyone went back to see it because they loved the first. And then it's hard to get people to go to the third because they yeah. didn't love the second. But I heard that the third Hangover, just to go back to that first second, kind of took a different way. It's not a carbon copy of the first two, oh, which is what makes it fun. And so Iron Man 3 set the stage for Avengers 2 and Captain America 2 and Thor 2. So I just think... You know, there's, that world is just so popular right now that right. those movies are just killing it. And uh, number nine, After Earth, $55 million in three weeks. Will Smith and Jaden Smith, directed by M. Night Shyamalan, have not seen it. Have not seen it. I haven't heard the best either. I know. And I know. it kind of sucks...
0: But, hey, they had Pursuit of Happiness, which did great. Right. So they've in terms bothering. of father-son, yes.
1: they have one that they could be very proud of. Exactly, Correct. exactly. Uh, number eight, Star Trek Into Darkness, big hit, $211 million in five weeks. Not, not for me. See, I never was a Star Trek fan, I'll tell you, ever. TV show, movies, nothing. Um, went to this one, and Star Trek Into Darkness, 3D IMAX, and I kind of had fun with it because it felt like a ride. You feel like you're going through space for two hours. Um, I liked the first
0: one, the first, okay. like, new Star Trek but I'm oh, not see, sure oh you might like
1: it it's I'm not sure a continuation. How I feel about it okay so it's, that's a maybe as well okay me. well I just think the cast I think Zachary Quinto and Chris Pine are so perfect as Spock and Captain Kirk right that right. Is, it's right. good so um, but I, for, as a non-Star Trek fan I can say I actually enjoyed that one this summer uh, number seven epic Fox animation movie 100 million in four weeks have not seen it but I've heard good things I haven't I haven't seen it either I haven't seen it uh, number six. I know. Usually, I see. I feel like I see a ton of movies, but it's not. It's, these. it's not this week. It's, I guess not this week. But uh, the internship, thirty-one million in two weeks. Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson reunited from Wedding Crashers. Haven't seen it, but I kind of wish they just did Wedding Crashers too. I, you know,
0: I agree on that. I, I'm not going to see the internship because I read the script. Okay. So I know what it's about. So it's like, right? There's kind of no point. To was see it, it was it
1: funny? The script?
0: It was really funny. Okay. Like, so maybe was, the movie's funny. The script was good. It's just like I felt like. Okay, like I'm just gonna
1: watch it, and I've already pictured it in my mind. Right, so it's
0: like déjà vu when it's not. You and know, you read like it God.
1: because there were there are roles of like teenage kids right? right interning at Google. I was too young. There's, I was gonna there's say no way I'm gonna. I'm going to pass as right. an intern. You're still going to play high school for a couple of years, yeah. I think. <laughs> Which is a good thing. You'll have longevity. You'll play high school till you're 25. Um, number five is a movie called The Purge. The big hit, <sighs> $52 million in two weeks. I want to see that. You do want to see I that. that? I do want to see that. Okay. That's a huge hit because it only cost $3 million, and it made $52 million in two weeks. Jason Blum has this business model where he makes these low-budget horror movies, mm-hmm. and everyone goes out to see him the first week because... You don't want the surprises to be ruined for you, you know? And that trailer's right. awesome. I haven't seen it yet, but that trailer is pretty terrifying. And you Ethan Hawke is cool. You not watch trailers old.
0: too much, though. The same
1: trailer the too same much? The same trailer, yeah. Because what happened? Like, the, that initial... That initial...
0: Uh, jolt. Excitement and uh, jolt of adrenaline. you yeah. got to go see that movie. And, right. Uh,
1: well, I will say the Bling Ring trailer, I think, is awesome the way they did it. It's very stylized. And I think the Bling Ring trailer is actually rewatchable. I find. Don't you think? Huh.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, when I... Like I said, I can't watch this. (laughs) Okay. Because every time I see something, I just trail back to that moment. Right.
1: But I think they did it kind of well because it's based on the true thing, so it has this docu-feel. I don't know. I love that shot of you guys walking down Robertson. I live, like, two blocks from there. So I (laughs) love seeing you guys, like, walking down Robertson Boulevard. My favorite shot was in Adrena's... Oh, oh, I want to talk about that. Oh, wait. Let's talk about that. I'll pause this little um, list for a second. Wait. So Adrena Patrick's house. I meant to mention this when I... When we were talking about her... So in the bling ring, there is a shot that's all one take, right? Correct. From a distance. It goes on for a couple minutes. Yes. And it's all one take from a distance. It's supposed to be Audrina's house, and you guys are robbing it in real time. Yes. With the camera never moving from a distance in a glass house, and we see you go through the house and rob it, and I think you hear helicopters and you leave all within one take. Yes. That was awesome. How many times did you shoot that? We shot it two or
0: three times. Sophia was very quick. She kind of i don't know she knew how to pull the characters out of us in the right way yeah uh the interesting thing about that scene was that that was actually uh harris savides in the middle of the shoot he got sick and he would stay home but he would still be a part of you know the the decisions that were made okay um and he was really pushing to get this shot in um and you know we weren't sure if we were going to be able to squeeze it in with our schedule we were running out of time and whatnot Um, how many days was the whole shoot it was nine and a half weeks. Oh, okay. Um, so... That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it, it was... <laughs> <laughs> but we had so many, uh, scenes. You know, it was just, like, small scenes. Right. It, it, just so many of them. Yeah. Um, anyways, we... Uh, he was really pushing to get the shot in there, and, you know, we finally did, and, you know, then he passed away in October, so it's like... Oh, this is right. This is the scene that, you know, we like to say that defines him, almost. mm Good way to leave his legacy, you know? like a tribute to him. yeah, wow so that that was a really nice
1: uh, kind of emotional scene for all of us. wow, and that's not really Audrina's house, right they found, no. they found <laughs> it because she I, I was going to say she had no idea what was going on in the movie, I'll so if you, you get shot in her house,
0: it would have been very interesting. The gentleman that owns that house literally helps people bet on
1: games like horse racing and takes um, a percentage and takes <laughs> a percentage and <laughs> has that gorgeous voila. house Wow. Oh, man, I was jealous of them. Yeah, everybody's been talking about that shot. I meant to bring it up earlier. That's, like, first of all, everyone I know who's seen the movie already here in L.A. has enjoyed it, and they all mentioned that shot of Adrena's house, that yeah, one it's, take. It's an amazing It's shot. really cool. And that's really you guys, right? Even though yeah. it's from far away. They could have used doubles, but they it's really you guys. But it's really cool. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it's important, too, story-wise, because that's the night that ends up on a video from a well, one-shot surveillance camera, really. Right. So it's similar, like, that... You, and know, you don't really get to
0: see inside the house until exactly, you right. see what, what's going on with the post. Right, right. And it actually, I, I wanted
1: to say, too, with the Orlando Bloom one is when you guys were house, you guys were sort of getting too big for your britches because she starts to take like a painting off the wall. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, that's too recognizable. like that's He's going to notice that a painting is not on the wall. Right. The other stuff you guys were taking is like small, small things. Yeah. Well, Megan Fox, I was wondering if she would notice that her gun was missing. Oh, the it's gun like, would be the first thing I'd <laughs>
0: notice. I mean, I'd pet that thing at
1: night. You, you would check, <laughs> yeah. right? Did Meg, they really steal Megan Fox's gun? Um, or is that I'm not sure. I, must, I wasn't sure either. But that was that it was fun to throw in there. Yeah, it was good. Okay, back to the movie list. There's four more to mention, but I'm glad we talked about the Audrina's house. So number four, Fast and Furious Six, huge hit, 220 million in four weeks, biggest one in the franchise, and it's the sixth one. Haven't seen it yet. Give me a couple months. You will see it. I have you seen see the other the ones? One? The other Fast and Furious? Yeah, yes. right. Me too. And I think they did something very smart. Like five and six have kind of been greatest hits. They brought back the cast from the first ones I, all together. I
0: don't like how sloppy they're they're doing that though. They're I know. Like, it's just, like where are we? Oh, I know. Star a, Wars was you know one two three one two three. Great. <laughs> right. you
1: know? Yeah. Fast and Furious is getting a little confusing where we yeah. are in the timeline, but they have brought everyone back. They added Dwayne the Rock Johnson. They've turned yeah. it into a heist movie more than a. A racing. car racing movie. So I think, like, and they're already making Fast and Furious 7. So. Hans dead, I think we can all agree. Hans I think dead. so. Right. But he died. Well, he Michelle fixed. Rodriguez came back, though. So no, I, don't, that's true. I don't know if anyone Gosh. ever really dies. Uh, number three, Now You See Me uh, doing well. It's $80 million in three weeks. Haven't seen it, but I do want to. I grew up with Jesse Eisenberg, actually. Oh, word. In East Brunswick, New Jersey. Yeah, he stars in that. And it's crazy to see him on these billboards. He's like the biggest, of, and his name's <laughs> first. With Woody Harrelson, Mark Ruffalo, right. Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, and I'm like, and Jesse, yes, it's Morgan. like
0: Morgan Freeman needs to bump up a little bit. I know, <laughs> right? Well, they
1: always do like the end, Morgan Freeman, or though. with right. Michael Kane. You know, right. they always kind of give them the last, the last credit. And um, number two, this is the end. Thirty-three million opening I, weekend. I must see. that. You have to see it. I now I will tell you, that. I got to see it a month before it came out, and I laughed out loud the entire time. I've heard you do. You don't. Stop you don't laughing. stop laughing. It's and I went in there thinking I can't believe I'm gonna watch these guys play themselves. How is this gonna work? You and see, it works. I'm like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything like that. But okay. I, I grew up watching
0: Scooby Doo. I like a mystery and a good story <laughs> okay. that doesn't end. So, digging in conspiracies, you know, it's you kind of get wrapped up in it.
1: And yeah, I love that. I love conspiracy theories.
0: This is like a movie about how ridiculous these conspiracy theories are. Right. And it, they throw all of it into one thing it's looking like, and it's, it seems just like like a
1: dark dramedy. It of, is. It's dark, but it's hilarious. And your girl's in it, Emma Watson's in it. I know, i got to see it. And she plays herself. I know, and that's that was another amazing thing about it. Yeah, she steals the movie in her scene. <laughs> she does, but so do everyone's so funny. I mean... Seth Rogen directed it, and uh, Jay Baruchel, they play themselves. But I mean, Jonah Hill is so funny, and just everybody. I mean, you'll see. And James Franco, it's really, really funny. And I was surprised they filmed it in, I think, Louisiana, because I was sure that that was in Hollywood. I really? watched it, and I was like, I thought that was an LA movie. Yeah, I think they filmed it in Louisiana. Oh my probably gosh. for tax credits and stuff. But um, yeah, big hit. And then number one, huge hit, $129 million opening weekend Man of Steel, the Superman movie. Uh, you have no interest n- No interest whatsoever See, I did a double feature at Century City I did Bling Ring and then Man of Steel Because they have the 3D IMAX there But I enjoyed Bling Ring more for, you know, By far I just think, when is it going to stop? I know, <laughs> we just had Superman Returns a few. They don't have to, because look at how how well it does yeah. There's an audience for it But I'm telling you, in terms of like enjoyment like I grew up watching the Christopher Reeve Superman movies And they were fun and this right. well, just didn't have the fun factor. I mean, Henry Cavill's great. Amy Adams, always great. I love Was her. Was it too,
0: like... Uh, so serious I, yeah and
1: dark. And the action scene's gone for, like, 40 minutes. You're just, like... I don't get bored during movies. Like, the way you said, like, you lose attention. I'm the, I'm, like, I'm in it. Like, I don't... Right. If I get bored, there's something wrong with the movie. If I'm, like thinking of other things because I have a rule like I won't look at my watch I don't want to know what time it is I don't want to know where we're at in the runtime of the movie like it's ending soon so I kind of like to get lost in it and it was just um, it was entertaining at parts but it just was I don't know. It. I kept getting losing interest. And that happened on my, the last Zack Snyder movie. I remember uh, The Watchmen. I got bored, too. So well, I think it's maybe they're I long. It's two yet. and a half hours. I mean, um, but it, what's funny is they talked about how now we have the special effects that can make Superman fly. Right. But they're almost too good. He flies too fast, like, through the sky. I kind of like the... I kinda of prefer the simple Christopher Reeve I am, flying through New York. I'm more scared of the 1960,
0: 1970 horror films than I am of our horror films today. Right. Just because how simple it is. Like right. You you throw too much of one too much of a good thing in one little pot.
1: Right. So I mean in terms of a reinvention of the story, yes, it goes back to the beginning, but here's what's so interesting. So it ends with the Clark Kent Superman, he's going to work at the Daily Planet with Lois Lane. And I was like, Well, now that's the movie I wish I just watched. I now want to see the sequel because I wish I had watched that movie. the Because right. the last minute of the movie is fun because now he's going to do the dual thing where she's the only one who knows he's Superman. Right. Which just goes back to like Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And well, that just means there's going to be another one. Yeah, there'll uh, be another. But I would <laughs> actually see the second one because I'm like, that story I think might be fun. But then maybe I'll get, I'll get roped in again. Yeah, you never <laughs> know. I mean, I just,
0: when Tobey Mag- Maguire wasn't the next Spider-Man. I know. That was just heartbreaking. And it
1: was so quick to reboot that. It's amazing. I grew up with Toby Maguire right. as Spider-Man. I know. And like, then two years later you're still growing up with Andrew Garfield as Was it was <laughs> it like uh, was
0: it Sea Biscuit he was in? Yeah.
1: It's like Cider <laughs> House Rules.
0: It's it's Spider-Man. Like, I know. That
1: was his well you know what I like about Spider-Man too, is that uh, Spider-Man as well, is that they he's a real guy who becomes a superhero. Yeah. Same thing with Captain America. When you get into the Superman thing and the Thor thing, they have these, like, home planets that they keep going back to. Kryptonite. And and I kind of get bored with the home planets. I like when it's a real guy on Earth. It's it's trying to
0: explain too much. It's like... Right.
1: Well, if you don't like explanations, (laughs) then Man of Steel is not for you because it goes all the way back to birth.
0: Oh.
1: Um, Yeah, see that. There's a lot. Homie, don't play that. Right. Russell (laughs) Crowe. But, I mean, and Diane Lane, I'm not ready for her to play, like, a cranky old grandma. She's, like, the mom. But, you know... Anyway, um, I do want to mention one more movie that I got to see last night that's coming out this weekend, World War Z. I saw it last oh. night at Paramount. How was it? That's a fun movie. Is it is it's it fun. boss? It's fun, yeah. It's one of those things. It's so crazy. It's like a thrill ride. It's so nuts with these zombies that it's fun. It's like oh, why it's people zombies. go to the movies. Oh, yeah, zombies. And I actually, every time they mention the word zombie, I was like, when you say the word zombie, I... It's such a weird word to talk about, just like the zombies are coming. Right. But Brad Pitt somehow pulls it off. Like, you kind of go along with it. Like, it's, when, a, it's a weird word. Zomb- that's keep, the Z like, in
0: World War Z. I keep uh, replaying
1: the uh, scenes where they're just crawling. Up the, the wall. Yeah. Wait till you see it. I mean, literally, it's, it's basically that people get rabies and start biting each other and it spreads and it spreads on planes and it spreads all over the world and they're trying to figure out how to stop it and so brad pitt he's just badass like he usually does serious stuff this is it's serious it takes itself very seriously but it's a fun kind of edge of your seat thriller okay And, and so that's the thing i went into it kind of thinking like i've heard all these stories about a huge budget and zombies when they call him the undead, I kind of can deal with it, or rabies. But right. the word zombie is kind we, of unintentionally we've funny. we turned it into a joke. That's the thing. Like, he's talking to, like, this guy, and he goes to Jerusalem at one point. He's talking to the guy in Israel, and he's like, did you have any idea, like, zombies were coming? And if, you kind of want to laugh a little, but I think they know that, and they have... They have a little bit of fun with it, um, right. and a kid I know, Elias Gable, is an actor, and he's in it, and he right. holds his right. own opposite Brad Pitt. So I thought that was really cool. And so yeah, that comes out this weekend. I'm glad I got to see that. And then, so are there any other movies coming out this summer that you are looking forward to? I mean, we just we just I mean, hit. we There's talked about one. a lot. Yeah, but, this is the end. Was
0: about it. For me. Oh, this
1: is the end. Okay, yeah. no monsters. University.
0: I kind of want to see that, but I want to see that with
1: like my nephew. Me like, too. Comes out on DVD. I right? want to see it with my nephew too. I'm gonna wait. It's uh, it's not. It's not a movie you go to the movies for. <laughs> well, so I think people will, but us, yeah, not for us. Well, I think it's fun to bring a kid to that, though. Yes, uh, if you want to put up with them for, <laughs> for that entire time. I think, but that's the way you keep a kid to behave, behaving, is that you sit them down in a movie with 3D glasses, popcorn. Not when they're talkative, and what, what is that? You know? Well, how old's your nephew? Uh,
0: they're five and a half, uh, so okay. he's you know, ultimately curious of Got everything it. that goes on in the movie.
1: Okay. Yeah, um, my nephew's three, three and a half. So like he, um, okay, a but little. he's very into Monsters Inc. Is he? So yeah, he's anxiously awaiting Monsters University. I'm just,
0: you know, I'm waiting to figure out what happens with Kitty. Well, it's a prequel. It's, I know, but like <laughs> we've been waiting so long right. to figure this out. I wonder if
1: they'll get. That. She's not. Well, I don't know if she's in it because it's a prequel, but. We'll see. Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, summer movie season, Bling Ring is part of it. It's doing really well. The last thing we do here on On the List is called The Mystery Question, okay. which is where I have my guest from the previous podcast leave a question for whoever my next guest will be. They don't know who it will be. They just leave a general question in an envelope. The last guest was Ariel Roman, who directed The Iceman, which is another movie out now that everyone should see. Oh, all right. Michael Shannon. And so you can do the dramatic ripping. All right. You can do it in the microphone. Everyone will hear it of the mystery question and this links all the podcasts together and then you'll leave one for the next guest alrighty now um, it could be anything I don't even know what it is he sealed it in there do I Do I read this out loud? yeah of course how do I uh, how? there we go let's hear I right. have no
0: idea what it is oh, God. name your top five movies of all time also name The Guilty Pleasure now this is two questions did you did you uh, go over that with her? Um,
1: that no there? it's a guy I don't know is that what he oh. did? Yeah, you're, Is this a okay. right question? No, no, we're all good Wait, okay. let me see it Let me see it I thought we did that one already Or did he copy the last one? Okay I think that was the question on the last podcast I think he copied the one he got But that's okay All right So give me your top five movies And a guilty pleasure um, I think he, that was his joke Was that Ariel Roman took the same question he got And sealed it in the envelope for next week All
0: right, fantastic Mr. Fox v- Okay Vendetta. Okay um, Wow
1: it's hard to narrow it's, them down to five.
0: Yes, it is. All right With the bling ring. Of exciting. course. The chaperone flipped. Perfect. I just, I got off of that easy. But
1: yeah. But I now guilty pleasure is a whole different thing.
0: Guilty pleasure?
1: That's the one that every time it's on, you you watch it.
0: Uh, goodness. Like, I, I think I just live in a guilty pleasure. I drink a lot of soda. You do. And like every time I'm drinking soda, I'm like, I know I'm not supposed to be drinking this. What kind? <laughs> Dr Pepper. Dr Pepper. And it's 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 hard, man. It's hard when there's a Seven Eleven down the street uh, and McDonald's down the street and
1: Vaughn's two blocks away. You know, it's you're surrounded by it. Wow.
0: And it's a beautiful thing. Well, it's, you know what?
1: He didn't say your guilty pleasure of a movie. He just said your guilty pleasure in life. So Dr Pepper. Yeah, exactly. You know, Dr Pepper. It's it's such a shame that I have to give it up. You know. Why? Why do you have it's, to give it up,
0: <laughs> dude? Because it's not healthy? You don't understand. You're still young, though. I'm like 32-ounce to 40, <laughs> 42 or 48, whichever big gulp is. Yeah. 7-11. Well, they've I outlawed some,
1: big gulps in New York City.
0: Really? First, yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> that thing, that's like 600 calories just for a large at right. McDonald's. So, you,
1: yeah, you're thinking long-term. I'm thinking long-term. <laughs> and,
0: I mean, I used to have at least probably 9 or 10 of those 32s a day. Come on. Like, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Wow. I was a Dr. Pepper addict. It's a serious problem.
1: But you know it's important? That you're aware of it and you're able to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, the first step is admitting it. That's what they told me. In Perfect. For well, I'm friend. glad. If anything comes <laughs> out of this today at all, it's that you're able to talk about the Dr. Pepper addiction.
0: Hey, Yeah, uh, and if anybody needs to talk about any type of soda addiction, you know. It's Tweet you. <laughs> Tweet me, yeah. <laughs>
1: what's your Twitter? Is yeah. it your name? Uh, yeah, it's pretty basic, at Israel There you um, go. And it's Israel like the country and Broussard like that town in Louisiana. Do you know there's a musician, Mark Broussard? Mark Broussard, yes. And I was thinking that, how your last name is Broussard and your character in the movie is Mark.
0: No, my uh, my real last name is actually Adams. And it's is my it? My full name is Isaiah Israel Adams. Really? Yes.
1: So where'd Broussard come from? Um,
0: my dad passed away when I was four, really? and my mom remarried when I was six or seven, and uh, switched on over to Broussard. Wow. Yeah. Israel Adams sounds like an artist or something, like Ansel Adams. It sounds like one of the prophets that followed Jesus. Wow. Like it was, it was a very religious,
1: uh, Jewish name. Se, yeah. Israel Adams. So Isaiah Adams. Yes. Became Israel Broussard. Exactly. It still works. It still works, you know. Israel's a great name. And I have, technically, a false identity. You do? Yeah. But that's good as I an actor. Need, yeah, I don't need to think about it. Yeah. Wow. It just pops up. I really <laughs> learned a lot about you today. Well, like I said, everybody go see The Bling Ring. comes out everywhere Friday, June 21st, this week. Very exciting. And your life could change in the next week. Hey, this is it, it It may. You know, you just got to go with the flow. Yeah, that's and what, hopefully, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, just keep at it. Well, thanks for having me on. Thanks for being it. here. This is awesome. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. I'm going to give you a card and an envelope right now. All right, you leave a mystery question for the next guest. Don't make it I top won't. five movies because then won't. it's just going to happen every week. Anything you want to ask, and whoever my guest will be on the next one, We'll have to answer it. It can be anything. And thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Israel, for being here. That wraps up this episode of On the List and tune in next time. Thanks.